This is Gordon Vernick with Jazz Insights. Today we're going to continue with the great tenor saxophonist Dexter Gordon. In the 1950s, you know, he traveled all over the country. I believe was primarily living in New York, but, you know, spent a lot of time on the West Coast and began traveling to Europe and eventually by 1962 would actually leave the country and was living in Denmark and spent about 15 years living in Europe until he came back in 76. But he made some great recordings in the mid-1950s. This is from a recording on a rather obscure label but the record was called Dexter Blows Hot and Cold I Hear Music Dexter Gordon circa 1955 Dexter Gordon's sound and approach to playing is pretty easy to identify. The vibrato is very unique. It's slow and sometimes wide, especially on ballads. The sound is very big, um, sometimes has a little bit of a rough edge. and Not a growl, but there's a certain roughness to it, or sometimes we call it grease. It helps you to identify that sound. And of course, his rhythmic approach, he really sits on the back part of his quarter notes and his eighth notes are rather even. So there's a lot of things about his playing that are easy to identify. He was very influential on all the 1950s, what's called hard bop tenor players. In 1960, he was approached by um, Alfred Lyon and Francis Wolfe, who ran Blue Note Records. And in the mid-60s, up through probably the early 70s, he did a series of recordings on the Blue Note label. And Blue Note Records are known to be probably the finest recordings of jazz and the hard bop style. And his Blue Note records of the early 60s are spectacular. Some of his best recordings, and uh, we're going to check out two really important records. One was made in 1960, and that's called Doing All Right, and the recording from 1962 called Go. In his own words, he said that Go was probably his favorite album that he recorded. So we're going to check out some classic hard bop. Let's start with a pretty famous song that he recorded. This is called For Regulars Only. also features a great young trumpet player by the name of Freddie Hubbard. Thank you. 
Dexter had a great knack for surrounding himself with great musicians. Of course, in the 1940s, he was with the great bebop musicians. In the 50s, he used a combination of West Coast, East Coast, and some relatively unknown jazz musicians who were wonderful musicians nonetheless. And then in the early 60s in New York, using a group of um, younger musicians, he's already one generation behind the 1960s players. I mean, he was born in 1923, so by 1960, he's already a well-seasoned musician with a great track record, bebop, hard bop, you know, bringing us into the 60s jazz, which is a combination of a lot of different approaches to jazz. So let's listen to a famous recording from the album Doing All Right. This is It's You or No One. Dexter's playing is so logical. He plays great melodies, and at some point in a lot of his solos, he will insert melodies from other songs. Sometimes they're nursery rhymes or children's songs, but he always does it in such a clever manner. It's never overbearing. His phrases are logical. He ends his phrases beautifully. When he plays medium tempo or ballads, it's in a very vocal style, but he can play technically on the fast tempos with the best of them. But there's this logic to his playing that when you listen to him, it just makes so much sense. Let's listen to I Was Doing All Right, also from the Doing All Right record. And it's a medium tempo. We call it a groove. So check this one out.
1962 recording entitled Go. We're going to listen to part of um, his recording of Love for Sale. Again, check out that beautiful sound, that laid-back approach, the logical lines that he plays. Dexter was a great interpreter of ballads. Two of my favorite albums by Dexter Gordon are just collections of ballads with that beautiful sound, that kind of airy, breathy approach. I think he took a little bit from Ben Webster on that in his approach to ballads. What I'd like to do now is play two recordings of the same song recorded about, I guess, maybe 12 or 15 years apart. And the song is Body and Soul. Every tenor player has recorded this song. And we're going to listen to the um, mid-60s version. This is the opening to Body and Soul. Then we'll listen to a recording from a few years later. And what you'll notice is on the first recording, he plays the melody an octave down. And on the second recording, he takes the melody up an octave, which has a completely different sound and texture to it. So let's just check out a little bit of these two recordings of Dexter playing Body and Soul. we're going to listen to a recording made about 10 or 12 years later of Body and Soul. And if you know anything about the John Coltrane version, the the piano introduction is taken from the Coltrane um, arrangement of Body and Soul. Now let's listen to this other recording. It sounds very different. Dexter Gordon 
left us with a wonderful body of recordings, um, some great original compositions. Never a dull moment listening to his playing. Um, it's always clever, and he does some really unexpected things, but his sound, the phrasing, the rhythmic approach, I mean, really was a model for all tenor players post-1945. And he had a very long career from early 1940s till he passed about 19. 19- 90, probably through the mid-80s, recorded probably hundreds of, of albums. And I had the, the good fortune of hearing him perform live um, after he returned from Europe in 1977. It was just fantastic to he- actually, in, in, a, in a room, to hear that sound. And it's, you really can't even experience it on records. It's, when you're standing next to someone who plays like that, it's so inspiring. We're going to close the show with a great recording, live recording, um, was done with Gene Ammons, and the name of the record is The Chase, but um, on this particular um, track, uh, Dexter is the only soloist. So we're going to leave you with Dexter blowing on Wee Dot. This has been Jazz Insights with Dr. Gordon Vernick. Visit me on the web at gordonvernick.com. Jazz Insights is produced by WMLB AM 1690, the voice of the arts in Atlanta, Georgia.